Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with another new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about show- sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today I'm pleased to have Christine Smith, Chief Marketing Officer for Certaire Properties. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Well, what a crazy time to be in real estate. It has definitely been a crazy time. Yes. Yeah. The craziest time that I think we've seen. Yeah. I know a lot of industries can say that, but I think your industry is one particularly that's ha- seen some changes and adaptation and so Absolutely. On. Yeah. Right. So I know you have um, several years. Looks like you were almost 20 years or at least 20 years before you came to Soterra Properties in 2017 and always in the kind of the marketing position. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In real estate. Okay. Yes. So. so why don't you explain to listeners what a what a CMO, what a marketing person does for a real estate office? Okay. So Soterra Properties is a coastal brokerage. Um, we f- focus on high-end luxury real estate. Coastal California, so can't think of a better place to be, high-end. You found your niche. We, we definitely found our niche. Um, but, you know, when you talk about high-end luxury real estate, you're dealing with large volume transactions, and so they get tricky, and you have to be well-educated. So it's very savvy, um, which is what I like. So having a commercial background and understanding the commercial side of things, transitioning to residential was kind of, you know, an iffy, sore subject. Um, when I left commercial real estate, I had several – um, colleagues question my decision, uh, you know, because commercial seems to be a little more um, cutting edge, I would say, in some people's opinion. And what I found is that's really not true when you're dealing with private transactions. So I love where I'm at now. I think it was the right choice for me. I was doing the retail side of commercial real estate, um, particularly for the Irvine Company was my last venture, which was fantastic. I have nothing but great things to say. It was a pleasant experience. Um, I think if you can work for the Irvine Company, you can work anywhere. It taught me structure, discipline, um, a very corporate role, uh, including a dress code. So people really question that. That's the number one question I get is, how's the dress code? Um, It exists. It's real. But they're like the IBM of real estate. Yes. Yes. So if you can get, if you can learn the processes and you can, you know, just take what you can get out of it, it's a great experience. So it was, it was pleasant for me, and I transitioned into residential. And I think the main difference from going to residential from commercial, and I'm going to use a man, for example, just for the sake of an example. Don't (laughs) criticize me. Um, When you have a man and he is looking for a commercial real estate space, so he's trying to buy a building or lease a space for his business. Okay. Okay. So if that doesn't happen on the day it's supposed to happen, okay, well, he goes home. He has dinner with his wife, he talks to his kids, he takes a shower and he puts his head on his pillow. Now you change that to your personal life and he's not moving into the house and he's homeless with his family (laughs) on the day that he's supposed to move in, you have a serious issue. So you go from extremes. So I've seen certain situations where it's like, okay, this person's upset. And then I've seen situations where that same person is outraged. So it's very personal um, in terms of the residential side. So yeah. I've seen very emotional uh, transactions take place, which yeah. is which is good. It's it's you know it's life. So do you? Um, how far do you get into the actual 
transaction. So you're you're at a higher level marketing, I'm sure right. marketing, and I'm, I'd like you to add more to that, what you do for Certair specifically, but then you're involved in certain transactions, all transactions? So for Certair, um, I basically help agents market their properties and market themselves, um, as well as the brokerage as a whole. So when you have a brokerage such as Certair, we really specialize and pride ourselves in our brand standards, making sure that everything is on point. Uh, we don't have spelling errors. Uh, we have copywriters. We make sure our pictures are pristine. We make sure the colors are corrected. We make sure our agents are doing everything by the book to keep them out of trouble. So it's kind of a, a cohesive approach to real estate. We make sure that we have training classes and we're teaching them what they need to know in order to stay current. We have social media classes for our agents. Um, we do their social media for the brokerage just to stay relevant. Um, and right now what you're seeing more and more of and what the pandemic has taught us is real estate is selling uh, through pictures. So yeah. it used to be where you would do a lot of newspaper and print ads, but now you're sitting on your phone scrolling all day because you know during the pandemic you had that opportunity and you buy with your eyes. So we really have taken the approach of shifting our brokerage from a really traditional standpoint to more of like a cutting edge, how are we going to sell this house on Instagram? Um, and, you know, three years ago before the pandemic and when we started talking about, you know, future facing real estate, we really tried to push our agents into this technology and into the idea of how are you going to market yourself digitally? And there was resistance. There was a ton of resistance. But now people are understanding that, you know, they're getting DMs. Hey, can I see this house? Hey, how do I, you know, see this, you know, view this property over here. So it's really starting to happen for our agents that are capitalizing on it. So that's really my role is overseeing those brand standards, helping our agents develop business plans for themselves, marketing strategies. Um, you know, we kind of have a formula in place. And so if you are going to market a multi-million dollar home, it takes money to make money. And as an agent, sure. I work with them to make sure they understand, okay, if I'm going to market this property, What's it going to cost? What's it going to take for me to do that? I'm putting my neck on the line. I'm taking photos. I'm, you know, getting it on the MLS. I'm doing yeah. a lot of different things to get your property ready to go and get you the most money for your listing. So what is the, uh, before I say that, yeah. you said DM for the generation that doesn't know DM is direct messaging. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> make all yes. these assumptions these days. Oh, that's true. What okay. is the, um, is there an average um, expense and an agent would or should do for a luxury property? Is it probably a percentage of It's usually a percentage price? of a listing price because yeah. it also depends, you know, on the square footage of the home, which is a correlation of the price yeah. based on square footage. Um, but when you are thinking about how much time it takes to go into market, so now we're doing Matterport tours. Are you familiar with Matterport? I'm not. Okay, so Matterport is where a photographer goes into a house, into a room, room by room, and does a 360 panoramic uh -huh slow motion of the house yep. and then they turn that into a tour so you can go and look at a home through a virtual tour you can get down to the nitty-gritty of how many burners are on the stove or what the brand is of the oven which i like mm -hmm. um, so you can save yourself a lot of time before you actually tour okay. you know, your dream home yeah so what that means though is the larger the home the more time it takes so the photography pricing escalates based on the size yeah. and and what you're doing so you know we have a couple of homes we have two really high listings. One's 35 million and one's 30 million. And those are big homes. Yeah. So you can understand the expense associated with getting those on the market and mm -hmm. 
providing all the detail, the list of amenities, what's included. So there is yeah. some work. There's definitely some work involved. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and with the what has happened through COVID, we, there's, it's impossible to have a conversation and not talk about it and not talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really like to, but just can't. So the things that you have done and or learned through the this pandemic, um, the say it again, Martyr made oh, Matterport. It's a tour. Yep. Matterport. Mm-hmm. Matterport, Matterport tour. Matterport tour. Um, are those things that you think are going to continue now that at least where we live, things are more open? Do you think that sort of um, method will continue? You know, I do. Some people like them. Some people hate them. They were around before uh, COVID existed, so they just weren't as heavily utilized. Now they're kind of a norm. Like people are expecting it. Personally, I they make me motion sick, <laughs> so <laughs> I have a hard time with it. But if yeah. I'm looking for a specific, I do go and I use that as a tool. Um, I don't think they're going to replace home tours by any means, but I think they're going to be an added mm-hmm. um, like resource. Yeah. And it could be, as I was kind of processing as you were speaking, it could be a, a time saver, right, for the buyer if they go through the tour and, like, I'll be, I'll be really petty, like, oh, that's not the oven that I want, so I'm not going to see that house. Exactly. But it saved the agent a bunch right. of time, saved the buyer a bunch of time. Absolutely. One, 100%. And when you have buyers that are coming from across the country or international, sure. it's, it is a time saver and it gets you in there to see the nitty gritty. Some people care about the laundry room. Some people want a walk-in pantry. Some people really want to see that stuff before yeah. they make their decision. Right. So if you can save time, then yeah. you've done everybody a favor. A walk-in pantry. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my requirement list. Um, so we, um, commercial versus residential, I had a thought also, um, I just, so I just want to spend a minute on commercial. So for your friends, colleagues that, um, um, I don't know, made fun of you, belittled you mm-hmm, for going to personal mm-hmm. uh, or in, um, yes. individual real, real estate, what are they saying now? I mean, look <laughs> at commercial real estate. Right. You, you talked about your office being right. empty. And, right. and is the square foot per, is the price per square foot in commercial office, Is it has it dropped? Um, yes, I, I believe it, it has to, um, but mm-hmm. there is shifts. So, you know, I recently went to a conference where, commercial real estate was a hot topic and what's happening with the workforce and and where people are going and what they're doing. So there's a lot of different things that have to take place and and need to change in order to bring employees back. And that's a whole conversation in itself. Um, One of the hottest topics was childcare and bringing, you know, you've got these parents that are trying to go to work, but their kids are not, you know, I I have a friend whose son recently was sent home from school for a week. So, you know, he can't drive, he's sitting at home. So now you have to take a week off work because your kids quarantined. You know, it still exists. It's happening every day. I mean, yeah, I have three yeah. kids in school and, you know, you just hold your breath. Oh, I hope they're in school today yeah. so I can work. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a crazy thing. So what people are talking about is transitioning some commercial space into um, medical facilities and just really what's mm. trending and what's continuing to trend up now that mm. things have, you know, office space is, is going down. Yeah. Um, so I would say... <laughs> I was fortunate. I made the transition in a really lucky time for me, you know, um, in order to make that change. However, you know, we'll see. We'll see if people come back. They, mm-hmm. it, no one knows what the new normal Nobody is going to be. Right. No, that's a whole subject on its own, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so my friends that, that questioned my decision, um, you know, when you get into residential real estate and you see, you know, the, the potential and, and 
the earning potential that great agents can have. You know, if you are on your game and you treat this like a business, you can do very well. So, you know, commercial or residential, it doesn't yeah, matter. That's true. You just have to be a professional and, and really know your stuff. Yeah, yep, that's perfectly said. So what trends are you seeing that you think are going to be around for a while other than kind of a couple of things that we just talked about? So I actually have seen, we've seen a great uptick in luxury. And I believe, you know, when the borders are closed and people are not traveling internationally. And so if you're not spending $10,000, $30,000 a year on a European vacation, you want your home to be nice and you want to have maybe a second home um, in coastal Orange County. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's going away anytime soon. The luxury market has never been this fast. You know, usually a luxury home takes, you know, take a year to sell, but that hasn't been the case. And I, I believe that that is because people are not traveling as much. So you really are focused on the home and making it what it is. Right. You want to spend time there. You want a backyard. You want to entertain. You want to, if you're going to be with people, you want it to be in the comfort of your own home where it's safe. Right. So did I hear you right? Are you saying that, that, um, a percentage or a large percentage of the luxury homes are second homes now versus primary? I would say in coastal Orange County, I wouldn't say a larger percentage. We've just seen the uptick a lot faster. The sale happen quicker mm -hmm. because of second home purchases, um, especially in the summertime, the beginning of summer, uh, I would say spring of last year. I was really surprised at how many people were moving or buying second homes from Silicon Valley, um, you know, all the all the inland, high-end inland locations, they were purchasing second homes. And it was because they were stuck in, in the States. They couldn't leave. So they really needed some kind of escape, and they were finding it here. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, what kind of shifts are you, would you expect in the market, in the residential real estate market between now and the end of the year? I think the most common question is, what's going to happen with pricing? Right. Course, nobody knows. You and I don't know. No, nobody knows. Um, the The interesting thing that we're seeing is right now, you know, obviously, as you head into the holidays, it slows down, and that's nothing new. Um, there's very little inventory, and the reason being that you don't have anywhere to go. So unless you're leaving Southern California, there's, you know, you could you could sell your house and move to a different state and probably find something and do well. But if you are in Southern California and you want to make an upgrade, there's no inventory. You can't buy something. So the problem is people that want to make that move, mm -hmm. they have nowhere to go. So unless as an agent you are working with your clients and you're saying, hey, I know you want to move. Let me find you a property that you can purchase and then we'll sell yours or, you know, however that transaction sure. works. So it's tricky. Um, you know, I personally have looked and looked and looked during, you know, this the past couple of years and it's it's really hard to find something that's equal that you can make that transition to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about kind of life changing and kind of gets back to commercial a little bit too. So what has Sir Terre done to adapt to, cause you know, I know you have a pretty big office space here, a right. couple here locally. We do. Mm -hmm. So how have, how so, has Sir adapted? You know, our agents, we really, really practice working smarter, not harder and what that entails and what that means. And so we had been doing some things before, all of the craziness happened in order to make sure that we were up to speed with the best technology using the C using CRM platforms and technologies and automating some of our systems. Uh, we started our transition, I would say in 2019, where we downsized from five offices to three. Mm -hmm. So we did that intentionally only because as the workforce becomes you know, more efficient, agents are out selling, they're out meeting people, they're networking, that's what they do. 
they're at homes. They don't need to be in an office behind four walls. And so if we can get them out doing what they do, and then the brokerage takes care of all the back end office work and you know helping them with their marketing and doing what we can do on their behalf, then they don't have to come to an office. So we started that transition in 2019. And then recently, we've contemplating, okay, well, that seems to be working out okay, what else can we do to really capitalize on this situation and reduce the square footage that we currently have um, and, you know, maybe get better resources or, or grow some other way to, to make sure that we're enabling all of our agents to work smarter. So we're downsizing different places. We just recently downsized our Monarch Beach office. So we have a different location. We went from 10,000 square feet to 2,000 square feet, mm. which sounded a little crazy, but we have full visibility on PCH now. We're right next to the Chamber of Commerce in Dana Point. We get tons of drive-by traffic. People are walking in. They see the chamber. They see us. It's actually been really beneficial. And the agents that want to be there, they come in. They use, you know, th there's a core business that they use. It's the printers. It's the Wi-Fi. It's the, you know, they'll, sure. they'll get snacks, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> and so they'll use the conference room for meetings. And so we yeah. kind of figured out what those core business type situations are and then we've kind of grown and capitalized on that so yeah. if you want a place to send your amazon packages okay there's a mail we've got some mail you know someone's <laughs> collect you know we have a receptionist yeah. and she's there and yeah. we have somebody that can help you with your business needs if you need to you know who knows fax scan whatever yeah. whatever that is so right. it's been okay and yeah. i think everyone's been able to automate as much as they can and work smarter so yeah. it's, it's working for us mm -hmm. Let's talk about technology. Has Certer um, added new levels of technology, leaned into it to help with um, the agents, make them more nimble? We have. Um, we actually built uh, a CRM system. You know, in residential real estate, everybody, I think, has benefited from technology in the last couple of years, sure. in including residential real estate. And so we have our own, you know, everybody has systems in place, and we have CRMs and um we basically try to automate as much as we can. So if you're looking for a home, you can set up a saved search and it'll send you your information. Um, I think that's more standard. I think the evolution of, you know, data has been prevalent. And I think consumers and younger generations understand that they have so much data at their fingertips. It's always been about, you know, big data, big data. But what do you do with it and how do you sure. make decisions with it? So that's really what I've been focused on over the last year is taking the data that we do have and, and understanding what does it mean? Um, and then how do we make decisions based on that data? Is it to you know specialize in a certain area of Orange County? Do we have strengths here, weaknesses here? Do we move different things around? Like, how does that look? Um, so in terms of the agent's technology, I think it was there. Um, it's been there for a long time. It's just the adoption of people using it. Yeah. And really what's efficient for their time. You know, you cannot be an expert at everything. I truly believe that. And so if you are an expert at real estate contracts, you cannot be an expert at marketing, you know, everything else. So you have to kind of choose sure. what your expertise is and then really own that. Maybe your expertise is negotiation. That is your claim to fame. Okay. So then how do you go about getting clients based on that? And then have an expert do that. Right. So right. that's kind of how we've evolved a little bit. <laughs> Is there any like new highlighted um, observations from the big data over the last couple of years? 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> have you or is seen? that proprietary? <laughs> no, 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 no. Have Have you seen the um, SNL parody on Zillow by any chance? No, but I, I was going to lead into Zillow and auction. So no, but I'll go into that next. But you go ahead. <laughs> well, it's it's just the data is there. So as a consumer, you know, I try to put myself in a consumer standpoint, and I spent a lot of time on all of the the feeds and looking at real estate and what's hot, what's trending. And what's interesting from my own standpoint is you can understand the data and what it means very transparently. So for example, if a house is sitting on Zillow for longer than 30 days right now, as a consumer, I think, uh-oh, what's wrong with it? You know, and before, before you had that data, you wouldn't know, like, what, why is everyone not jumping on this opportunity? Mm-hmm. And so I just noticed myself looking at various trends, like, oh, there's a price decrease. Why are they dropping the price? Oh, and I've never seen this before, but they're actually doing price increases on Zillow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll see a house jump up in price, which is, it's happening. I've never seen that happen in, in ever. Yeah. So I just pay attention more as a consumer and it helps me, you know, understand what's happening in certain areas and why. So I think that that is just, it's just prevalent. It's everywhere. You can get the data at your fingertips and make your own decisions now. So consumers are smart. Consumers are very savvy. Um, They also will ask us as agents or brokerage for analytics. So they will say, well, I want to see the Google analytics on on my home. Wow. Which is pretty impressive. So- There, that means they want to know how many eyeballs are hitting their house. And so what that's able to do for us as a brokerage is it gives us really sound data to have an intelligent conversation. So if I say to you, okay, you want to list your, your house for a million dollars. That's really high. I think it should probably be nine. And you are adamant it's a million. So, okay, we're going to list it for a million. Great. And then I tell you, I've got a million eyeballs on your property and no one's biting. It might be time to reduce the price. You know, so it's the data that'll tell the story. And if you can understand the numbers, yeah. then you can really have a story to tell. Yeah. Um, so you just have to pay attention yeah. and, and really understand. That's a really interesting observation. Um, what age group is asking that? Under a certain age? You know, it's really interesting. Um, I would say yes, but no, <laughs> it's not really? the case. Yeah, you you have, I mean, people kind of get it. They're really savvy. And I guess when you're dealing with some of these higher end transactions, um, you have really intelligent people. And so one of the observations that for me personally that I've made, you know, I grew up in a small town. We didn't have luxury real estate. So coming to Orange County, um, you know, there was a side of me that, for the lack of a better word, was thinking, oh, I'm going to go deal with these bougie houses and, (laughs) you know, this bougie Orange County. But the reality that I've learned to appreciate is these people are smart. They're smart and they're successful and they've been successful for a reason. They're hardworking. They they really know real estate as well because a lot of the people that have done well, they own multiple properties and they're you know they're savvy. So it's I would love to say that it's the the younger generations, but I've been surprised at it's it's more than hmm. more than that. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. Good to <laughs> it's know. interesting. So you brought it up. I was going I was actually specifically going to ask more about like the new auction type um, sales firms, real estate sales firms. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Zillows, how are the agents going to compete with that? You know, it's interesting. So we at Certerre, we had um, a gentleman that specialized in auctions. That was his claim to fame. And I fully support it. I think it's a great idea. And if you can make it work, great. Um, You know, when he came to me and told me his idea and what he wanted to do, I said, you know, maybe we need to talk about from a branding perspective, the word auction. 
because I think the word auction has a negative connotation with, you know, the population. And so you don't want to go win a $10 million auction. You know, it sounds, it's, it sounds tough. That's fair. Yeah. So we talked about changing the word. Um, he was not interested in changing the word and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. He struggled and it never happened. So, um, you know, will it happen? I think probably it is the future. And as I said, you know, as consumers become more educated and they're more savvy, it'll increase that option and, and maybe not have the negative connotation. I don't know, but it seems it seems that it'll happen eventually. It's just a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. You mentioned um, you had a 30 and a $35 million um, home. Maybe it's those, but do you have any like really unique homes that, that you would want to share? Maybe it's those homes. Um, you know, so it's very, I, I'm so blessed and fortunate. I get to go see all the houses that our agents are listing. Um, so that's one of the real perks of the job, you I would see say. see uh, I can go see any ones that I want, but, yeah. you know, I don't have time to go see all of them. But yeah. some of the more interesting ones. So when an agent calls me and says, hey, Christine, you really got to check out this house, I take it seriously. Okay. So I recently went um, to one in Shady Canyon. Okay. So no, no ocean view, but it was stunning. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, huge house, really an entertaining house. It has hosted presidents. Um, okay. <laughs> it did not. I've heard about this house. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. You might've actually been there. I, I've heard <laughs> there, there's been many a parties, but yeah. there's an underground tunnel into a wine cellar and it is, it is pristine. It's absolutely amazing. So yeah. that was the one I just recently went on. It sold off market, never hit the market at all. And the part that I love about that story is when you are an agent and you have built your network and you know lots of people and you can turn to someone and say, this is a showpiece property and you need to buy it. Yeah. And they do it immediately. I mean, that is a true wow. testament to the trust that you are putting in this agent. So, um, yeah. So when yeah. they say, go check out this property, I usually yeah. go. <laughs> Can you say what that sold for? Um, you know, it sold for 14, okay. 14 million, wow. which is actually, if that was in Newport, it would be yeah. 50. You yeah. know, if it's, it's just location with no right. ocean view. Right. But it's, it was worth its weight in gold. It was wow. beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Have you been there? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I don't remember a wine cellar. Maybe it wasn't showed to me, but I have been to a party at a f- amazing house in Shady Canyon. So it was, it could have been it. Yeah. Beautiful backyard, beautiful pool, yeah. little vineyard. It was wow. gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. So I warned you before the show, I was going to ask you about some stories. So oh. I love to hear stories. <laughs> so, do the, so does the audience. So um, in your travels over the last 20 plus years, um, anything good in the, in the real estate area? Um, well, I can tell you some stories that I know about from some various agents. I don't know <laughs> if I would mention their names or how it You don't have happened, to mention but, names. <laughs> um, well, there's been, I mean, and it's kind of like tried and true, and you've probably heard the stories before, but they actually are real and they do exist where, okay. you know, an agent will bring a date to an to a property and pretend it's theirs. <laughs> and yes, that actually does happen. And you know, the part that I find that's so funny about that is you used to get away with it, just like everything else. But yeah. now cameras. there's cameras everywhere. So if you think you're going to get away with it, it's yeah. probably not going to happen. But, yeah, we've we've had agents do that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's 
all the all the stories that you've heard about agents and yeah. there's a there's great videos out there now of agents doing various things with property. <laughs> so you should you should Just definitely <laughs> Google it because there's and and they're probably all true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you have some some interesting personalities um, here in the coastal luxury market selling real estate. We do, we do. Well, and you know, agents are not employees. You know, they're independent contractors, and so. Yeah. You know, when you so so with my background of Irvine Company, it's it's a employee employer you know situation. So it's a much different environment. And when you get to you know parties or whatnot, you're dealing with people who are their own bosses, and they are used to that. They're used to making you know their own decisions, and um, they definitely like to have a good time, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> have any of yours been on a reality show? Several, down. several. Oh, there yeah. was a reality show a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I specifically chose not to watch it, but um, it was years and years ago, and, okay. and yeah, so we definitely did, but not, not lately. Not good for the brand. Not lately. You know, it's Maybe. the reality TV is interesting because I think you know if you have the HGTV shows and um, you know you're showing people how to do things and it's educational. I think that's yeah. great and I'm yeah. all for it. I think it's awesome. I watch them myself. Yeah. But the reality TV shows that some of them can be involved with, you know, they want drama. The the shows want drama. They need it. And yeah. so there's enough drama without, you know, enticing <laughs> it in real estate. So, you know, I'm I'm just against that. Yeah. I really think that when you're an agent and you're representing people, you want to be on your best behavior and you want to show the world how, you know, professional you are. Um, so, yeah, we we kind of steered away from that. Yeah, good call, <laughs> good call. Um, so we, I believe it or not, we've we're almost out of time. Wow, goes by fast, okay. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But what I do get to ans- ask you is my final thought question. So are you ready for it? Sure. So, what is your ultimate lesson learned over your career as a real estate professional, real estate marketing professional? Oh my, my lesson learned. Mm. Ultimate lesson learned. Oh, ultimate lesson learned. Oh, gosh, this is a tough one. Well, um, you know, I will say that in real estate, it's about helping people. And so no matter what the, the property, the transaction, it usually goes back to people. So I feel if you can hone in on the person and the being and the why behind it, mm-hmm. you're probably going to do well in the industry. Um, right now, I'm super excited about the future of real estate. I think there's a lot of change happening and a lot of change coming. So it's like evolve or die. Uh, and I love that. I love change. I think it's important to to keep moving forward. I am watching a lot of properties and specifically certain areas kind of rejuvenate. And so that to me is exciting, especially you have some area, you know, now that people are staying at home, you see people really caring for their home and pride of ownership, which I think was lacking for years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really about the people and what the people care about. And that's ultimately, I would say my biggest lesson is it's not about the, the, it's all about the people, you know, it's not about your education. It's about who you know and how you can help them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's kind of a generic answer, but really that's kind of what it comes down to. It works. It's all about the people. hundred percent agree. Um, how can people reach you? Oh, well, I'm at Sertere. <laughs> so it's funny, Sertere stands, Sertere is French, and it means okay. of the earth. People have a hard oh. time pronouncing it. Sometimes yeah. it's butchered. Yeah. Um, but it's S-U-R, 
Sir, yeah. and then T-E-R-R-E, so Sirterre. Okay. Um, so SirterreProperties.com, I'm on there. Um, yeah. You can look us up on, on Google, search us, okay. something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to make sure we get across before we close up? No, just thank you for having me. I hope um, I hope your listeners will reach out if they do need any yeah. real estate, you know, needs. But yeah, great, that's well, thanks. So well, thanks thank for you. taking the time. I know. And thanks thank for being you. on the show. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. I want to thank everyone who has tuned in. We look forward to being in studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at two p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.